Texas History Lessons. This is Lesson 6. Summary and thoughts concerning the first Texans. And I did the title of First Texans with a question mark after it. I want to thank everyone that's been listening from the beginning, along with any new people that have stumbled across this humble attempt to make sense of the past. I've had a lot of positive feedback, and I've enjoyed some of the interactions with some listeners that I've had. And uh, please feel free to contact me and with suggestions and comments in the in the future. And one of my goals at the outset of starting this podcast was to make history more accessible, to make it more enjoyable, or at least try to, especially for those that have nightmares of being hammered with date after date and strange term and name after strange term and name. The first episodes before this one were very difficult for me, and I feel that I might have let some of you and myself down with them. They aren't what I envisioned at the outset, but I know I've put in the work and effort to get to what I wanted to accomplish. The first two were an introduction to Texas history lessons, and while trying to do them, I knew that I had more to say, especially about the land of Texas. After all, even then, I knew there was more work to do because I gave the title The Land Part One. Um, We're going to take a look at Galveston in the near future, and then we're going to take a look at the Rio Grande Valley a little bit after that. Two huge parts of Texas that played a significant role, especially early on. The next three lessons were even more difficult because I had a lot of catching up to do. From the time I was in Mr. Borrell's 7th grade history class to now, much information has changed. It would have been much easier just to prevent Clovis culture X amount of years ago and just jump straight into the tribes of Texas at contact without considering at all the different developments over thousands of years that are usually admitted from textbooks. So, on the other hand, I don't really apologize because the Texas History Lessons, the goal is to give as complete a look at the past as I could. I just wish I'd have gone about it a little bit differently. In addition to that, to not have paid attention to the first peoples of the Americas in Texas would have been a disservice to them. So, when I might occasionally find myself running astray, and I hope from here on out it doesn't happen very often. I want to incorporate a bonus summary episode to get the essentials, to cut through all the meat and gristle with a flint knife and get right to the bone, to get after the marrow like the ancient hunters once did after they took down the mammoths or a giant bison. So here we go, and episode summarizing lessons I have learned and thoughts to go with them. After millions of years of our planet's existence, human beings developed on the continent of Africa. They were mentally and physically fully human. There were differences, of course, but they are where we all came from, regardless of nation or race. They were preceded into Eurasia by other hominids that became extinct. But at some point, many tens of thousands of years ago, our ancestors, the earliest Homo sapiens, began to migrate into other areas of the world. Uh, 40,000 years ago, they had essentially reached most livable regions, including Australia and Siberia. During the last Ice Age, when an enormous amount of the world's water was frozen in glaciers across North America and Eurasia, there were possibly three periods when our ancestors might have crossed into America. From as early as 30,000 years ago, it seems that the first people crossed into the Americas in multiple migrations over thousands of years through corridors 
of ice that stood over two miles high along the Pacific coast and possibly even likely they came by water along the coast and maybe over the seas. They had skills most modern people do not. They hunted huge prey with weapons they made themselves. They clothed themselves from the skins of the animals they hunted using tools they fabricated with stone and bone. They had culture. They had fire. They had beliefs that predate any known religion, and they had an understanding of the world and a connection to it that would be hard to fathom in a world where everything is cleanly provided for you by a visit to a store or a click of a button on your computer or with your phone. Knowledge was passed from generation to generation, not by an electronic system that gave answers and passed information, true or false, at lightning speed. They arrived and filled the continents of North and South America. They arrived in a vibrant land filled with animals to feed on in a much more forgiving climate than we have now with milder seasons. And they can move into lands that are now arid and find hospitable places to raise their families and continue to evolve their cultures. As early as 18,000 years ago, they reached the lands encompassed by what we call Texas. They lived, they died, they passed their knowledge on. They acclimated to changing environmental conditions over thousands and thousands of years. The Ice Age ended and the world began to change. The land bridge became a sea. The world warmed. The giant creatures they depended upon became extinct. But they adapted. They used their intelligence to confront every obstacle other humans and nature threw at them. They continued to hunt, but increased their gathering and understanding of what these new habitats had to offer them. Continued to spread throughout the continents and began to diversify to each locality they inhabited. In Texas, it was no different. The first peoples of Texas adapted to the changes handed down to them and developed cultures based on where they lived and were influenced by the lands bordering them to the north, south, east, and west. Texas, being a transitional zone between cultural and environmental areas, developed many different cultures rather than one. Great civilizations rose and faded in this area surrounding Texas, but the remnants of their culture survived. In the plains of Texas and the north, and the Great Plains developed a plains culture of bison hunting. To the east, a great Mississippian civilization of amazing architectural, scientific, cultural achievement existed. To the west emerged the Pueblo and Mogollon civilizations that adapted to drier climates and to the south the greatest civilizations the maya toltec aztec and inca flourished great trade networks spanned the continents in texas being in a special place between so many different regions became a zone of transfer between peoples the seas continued to rise eventually establishing a coast that matches today's covering untold remnants of human places of living 50 miles away from the present coastline the climate continued to change, eventually matching today's with cold winters and hot summers. And the people of Texas continued to survive and adapt in the midst of amazing accomplishments all around them. Agriculture emerged in Mesoamerica about 9,000 years ago and spread. The peoples of Texas passed on corn from the south and west to the eastern half of the continent. They lived, they died, they learned and fought, changed and held onto things at the same time. By the time Columbus reached a group of islands southeast of North American continent and unleashed an invasion from Europe that unleashed servitude, bloodshed, and plague upon the First Peoples, many different cultures inhabited what is now Texas. Coiltecan lived in South Texas. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's very difficult for me not having not heard it very often. The 
Coelticon lived in South Texas. The Karankawa peoples roamed the Gulf Coast. The Lapan Apaches and the Tonkawas called the Plains home. East Texas, there reigned a confederacy of a nation called collectively the Caddo. And in the Trans-Pecos of West Texas lived the Humanos. These are not all of their names. These are the names usually remembered and shared in general histories and textbooks. Many, many bands existed. Hundreds of bands were listed by Spanish explorers. Most of them probably were subgroups of these major ones I've just listed. But they lived, they struggled, and thrived. They were the people. And as I've released these past few episodes, I feel I have done them and all the other unnamed peoples a disservice by calling them the first Texans. I say this because I know what the first Texans did to them and their descendants. So they were the first peoples of Texas. I won't insult them by calling them the first Texans. They were the people, the first people in Texas and the Americas with thousands of years of a barely known history filled with joy and sadness, struggle and success, amazing accomplishments, an extraordinary spirit and ability. Thank you for listening to Texas History Lessons. You can reach the show at texashistorylessons at gmail.com, all lowercase. You can reach the show at Twitter, at Texas History L, and we're on Facebook. Next time, we'll be taking a look at the South Texas Coyotecons. Thank you. Adios. Thank you.